This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up, Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught! Oh, baby, what a catch! Kenny Galladay, you're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! I love the Lions! Say it with me! I love the Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. We're back Friday. Grifka's favorite day in the world. He's on the other end of the line. Grifka, we're talking Lions. It's the summertime. We still got time till camp. What the heck's going on, buddy? Oh, man, it's starting to warm up. It's going to be a hot weekend, but TGIF. Everybody that heard the last show, I, I, I hadn't given Grifka a bell. I... I Gave him a bell on his famous tagline to get us out of here. Almost broke the bell, but it, it's good. It's back, Grifka. I'm sure I'll have to use it today. That's good. I mean, I'm fine. You might have to place a couple more on order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this thing's getting worn out real quick, buddy. What the heck are we talking about today, man? Well, you know, last week I really didn't get a chance to do a tirade, so I was uh, sitting here thinking. Here know, we go. Would I, you know, do two this week to make up for it? And, um... I did stumble across a couple things, so uh, I'm going to start with this first one right here. I mean, naturally, every year, somebody, you know, ESPN, Bleacher Report does this. They always do, like, which group has the best fans and crap like that. You know, it just always annoys me because, you know, our Lions, no matter what happens, they seem not to get too much love. And this year, our beloved Lions fell at number 22 for fan base. I'm like, 22. I mean, and they give reasons. It's always like, you know, how much support the team gets and, you know, how much swag the, the you know, fans buy. And, you know, and, I, and all I can think to myself is like, we're still selling out Ford Field with like the amount of, you know, the, the amount of success that this team has had or lack of, you know, fans are still piling into that place. I mean, I mean, we're, you know, we're season ticket holders and that place is still jam packed. And, you know, it's, it's still hard. People still love the Lions, man. People still listen to the local shows calling. You know, look at People are, like, listening to us. So, number 22, I mean, naturally, once again, I had to read who was at the top. Oh, of course, you know, New England and Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Well, of course, man. But it's like, come, give me a break, man. It's always, like, these teams that, like, are awesome. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. They're great. They're, no matter how good they are. It's like, whatever, man. It's like Cowboys fans. People like the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys and they get so much hype. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a Cowboys fan. Nice job, bandwagon hopper. Congratulations. Why don't you go root for somebody and, you know, you have to, like, you know, actually kind of you know, cry a little bit, feel some pain. I was once listening to a sports talk show one time, and they were, and it was a local one. They're like, well, I root for my team to win all the time. And the announcer's like, well, who do you like? He's like, well, I like the Steelers. 
And they're like, and they just hung up on him. And, they hung, and they're like, yeah, well, no doubt. Oh, well, yeah, it's really hard to root for a winner there, buddy. Oh, oh, gosh. So my question to you is, Derek, 22, is this about right? Or do you think this is a little lack of respect? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so there was a question in there somewhere, Griff. Like I said on previous shows, it's not necessarily a rant just when you repeat over and over your one take. But first and first of all, I got to get off the top. Grifka, the, the reason people listen to this show, this is the fans' podcast, man. The, the people come for the Kool-Aid drinking good stuff that we give them. That's first and foremost. Uh, secondly, I'm glad you listed off the teams that uh, that are at the top of the list. What were a few of those again? Just curious. Well, I believe the top five in order were one, like New England, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Dallas. <laughs> I, think the, I believe the Giants were – even the Eagles were one. And I'm like, Eagles fan base – they like boo the team as they walk on the field if they don't like how they're stretching. You know, I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the names I thought you'd ring off. So uh, uh, again, we got to start off another Kool Aid cast with something that angers Grifka. That really means absolutely nothing. I mean, I would have asked you if this was a real question, but I, I know that you think it's a real question, and it probably made you mad for three days. But Grifka, this is just this is more garbage. This is where'd you think they were going to be? Number five on the list. I mean. 22, I would think, is about where you'd, you'd be peg them based on what we've seen in the past. So, I, uh, again, doesn't bother me. I don't really worry about it. This is, uh, these are writers that have never lived here, don't realize the passion of this fan base, don't understand that, like, you, you, you sound surprised that Ford Field's full. First of all, it's NFL football. You're basically going to fill up almost anywhere. I mean, you got to be absolutely terrible and down in Florida or something for them not to care everywhere else. They care about NFL football, but here in Detroit, man, there, that stadium is always going to be filled. We're the Cubs of football. Everybody is always in on the lions. And then there's always the, the hometown haters, man, the people that love the lions. They don't want to admit it. So what do they do? They just rag on the team all day or they um, go negative as you sometimes do. So, I mean, we're not 22. We're we're in the top 10, no doubt about it. I mean, the passion of this city. We're we're one of the best sports cities in the country. Uh, when we win here, it's going to be the biggest thing. You know, like I said, since Wrigleyville got loaded up a few years ago with with that World Series, uh, I can't wait. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, <coughs> we are we are top 10, bro. No question. Uh, love the the Kool Aid drinkers out there. Yeah, I know we're top 10. So, like, all these other people saying, like, Colts have better fans. Like, really? The Colts? Indianapolis? Come on. Really? Okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Here, you missed the bell. I gave you, I even gave you an old whatever, and you missed the bell. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I was trying not to choke over here and take a little drink. <laughs> my, my next one was, this isn't so much of a tirade as uh, – I, once again, another uh, person, I believe this one was from the Sporting News, uh, they ranked all the uniforms. And this is usually one where I was I was moderately surprised where they were ranked. Now, I was expecting, you know, once again, because the Lions, you know, you know they're the Lions and they don't get a whole lot of respect. Um, I was thinking, you know, once again, like 22, 25, you know, and some junk reasons why. But this writer actually had the Lions at the 11th best uniform. Now, I mean, they were behind, I believe, number one, if if I recall, remember, it was the Cowboys. And, you know, I like the Cowboys uniform, so I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. And then um, I think Seattle was up there, and I'm like, Seattle? I mean, they got that lime green eye or something that they use as their alternate uniform, which is just hideous looking. It's like, no way. And then, like, once again, 
I stumbled across number three, the Green Bay Packers. There they are, yellow and green. That is a hideous color. What, 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 like, what a great logo they have. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that is, I don't know who designed that, but that must have been something in the 1940s for somebody to fall down and come up with that logo. Right. You know, and then other teams, what you would expect, like the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Raiders just had that traditional, the silver and black. How can you hate on that uniform? And, but the, even that one was like number eight. I mean, and Baltimore was up there, and Baltimore's kind of like, yeah, that's not bad. But uh, number 11, the Lions, and you know, one thing they did mention was their color rush uniform, and I know you don't like it, but this guy really liked it. Um, so 11, is, is there anybody, you know, like I said, I named off like the teams that uh, I, I believed, you know, were like, no way the Lions have a better uniform than that. You know, they have a better uniform than Green Bay, everybody knows that, but... Still, I mean, Oakland's up there. I mean, I think I think the Lions uniform is better than Seattle. I believe it's better than the Baltimore Ravens. But um, it's one of those things. I believe the Lions have a top three uniform, and I would put them somewhere along the lines of um, the Raiders, the Cowboys, <laughs> and then the Lions. So, uh, what about you? <laughs> oh my gosh, Griff, I got to use my tagline again. Is this a real question from you? You're asking about the uniforms. Is that true? Of course, uniforms are a big part of the game. <laughs> Especially, you know, when you try to get that black alternate uniform or try to put the black piping on there to make your team look tough. (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, Grifka, we talked about this on a previous show, as you would say. We broke all the uniforms down. We talked about jerseys, so we've been through this. Second of all, Grifka, have you ever creaked that wallet open of yours to actually purchase an item? I've seen you wear the same Lions t-shirt from 47 brand for the last decade since I've known you when we go to games. I mean... You're, you're not a jersey connoisseur. You're, I, who knew that you cared about jerseys? There's something cool about the way a uniform looks, though. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to go over the top to say, you know, like, here, spend $80 on this, you know, Russell Athletic jersey where you throw it in the wash once and the numbers fall off, you know, or or, or they, like, you know, they, like, wash away. And it's just like, 80 bucks for this? I mean, like, you know, what garage was this made in? It's probably the same one where your Detroit vs. Everybody t-shirt was made. <laughs> Well, the fact that you threw out Russell Athletics shows last time you've been to the pro shop uh, buying anything because <laughs> uh, you can get some nice items out there. Griff. I'm the uh, I'm the Jersey guy. I'm the guy that knows about what's good and what's not when it comes to merch. Uh, you threw the Lions up in the top three. I mean, I'm usually the guy that's got the Kool-Aid flowing. I mean, are you kidding me? The Lions are not top three. I mean, they've... They've always had a decent uniform, but I mean, they went through some terrible periods with the teal pants and the some of these, uh, like you said, the gyrations of the Matt Millen era with uh, different things they had, and now they just flipped them. I mean, you heard me the night of the uh, when the new uniforms came out. I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about those sleeves, you know, uh, this, that, and the other, or like some people are cracking on our numbers and different things. I mean, I don't mind our new uniforms, but. This is not one where we're in the top 10, in my opinion. I mean, I've got a bunch of Lions jerseys. I love our team's jersey. But when it comes to all the other teams in the league, yeah, man, I'm with you. Like, I lean more towards that traditional, really cool look. But I'm not going to agree with you on the Seattle. Um, Seattle is one of the cooler uniforms, I think, in the league, especially with that uh, with the neon accent or just some of the combos they come up with, almost like as close they can get to Oregon as they uh, have in the NFL. Uh They've got uh, – there's a lot of other teams, man, that, again, it's easy to pick out, like, oh, the traditional uniforms is the top couple. But, you know, some of these redos are getting better and some are really terrible. So, I don't know, man. If I had to put the Lions jersey, again, I know this is the Kool-Aid cast, but 
gosh, man, I'm probably in that 12 to 15 range in regards to overall, like, you know, just they're good. They're new. They're more contemporary now, but they used to just be the black letters, you know, the silver with, again, I think the Honolulu blue hurts us too. I always wanted it to be more of a, you know, a, a classic darker blue, you know, that's why I've always loved the throwbacks, the really dark Royal with the, uh, dark gray numbers I always thought looked sweet but yeah anytime people say Honolulu blue it just sort of sounds wimpy and you know if they don't get the right mix remember like when the Lions had those Nikes where like by the the first play of the game there's just sweat stains everywhere and just because that light blue just if it don't get it right or if it's not uh pictured right on the camera it just doesn't look that good so I don't know man I, where were they at like 11th you said or something like that or? yes 11th this writer had them at 11 yeah I mean that's fine. I heard all the uproar that that was like way high, but I just think, okay. I mean, you could throw them at eleven, but I'm not. I'm not getting them up in like the top eight, top five. I mean, they're not classic enough, and they're not unique enough. They're kind of right in the middle. Okay. I mean, I respect your opinion. It's not a good opinion, but I respect it. <laughs> um, but one thing I do coming miss, from I the do... guy that knows nothing about jerseys or style. Yeah. Yeah, well, I uh, I do miss bubbles on the helmet. That's one thing I do miss. I mean, every, everybody liked bubbles. <laughs> no, the new logo is better. You got to admit that. Like when they flipped that logo over, we used to have a really ridiculous, just uh, it looked like a kid just did an outline of of something on his napkin and they put it, was, it on helmet. It was like a chalk outline of like a cat or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lay it on the ground. All right. It's like, is that the eye or is that the claw with a hole in it? We can't tell. Nobody knew. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, just one more quick point. I know this doesn't affect our team, but this has happened to um, the Lions in the past. And um, it came out, there was a little bit of buzz. I know we had talked about it, you know, before the draft that uh, maybe uh, Jonah Williams would have uh, would have been a nice fit for the Lions this year. Well, it came out this week that he's going to miss the season due to a shoulder injury where he had to have surgery. Um, uh, my, bit, my first question is to you. I mean, do you remember Aaron Gibson when that happened to the Lions, when uh, they took that big offensive tackle? out of Wisconsin, and uh, he ended up missing the whole season with shoulder surgery. And then my second question is, did the Lions, you know, maybe catch a little bit of a break? Because I know we had talked about it, and there was a little bit of a rumbling that they were interested in this guy. Um, (laughs) Did you think maybe the Lions knew something, or was this guy totally off their board? And, uh, you know, sorry, Jonah Williams, but, uh, you know, sorry for your luck. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little bummed to see this one because I got Joe Mixon in basically every fantasy league, and I thought the the Bengals are putting together a nice little O line. They've had a lot of injury problems up front there, but uh, no, Griffka. I mean, I didn't even hear really how it happened, but I think I don't think it was anything that you know was lingering or was a big red flag. I think it was just maybe some some issue that he probably aggravated training or something like that because it happened kind of after OTAs had been done or at least got announced. So, you know, I don't think this is really on the draft radar from what I can remember. I mean, he had some injury issues in college, but here's my issue to spin at Lions. Like, I feel like we've been so snake bitten over the last, gosh, probably the last decade since I've really been a just absolute diehard mega fan. It's like – how many years have we had it where we draft a guy in the first round and he's out like three quarters of the year, the whole year, half the year. I mean, it feels like it's happened to us more than most. And uh, that's just disconcerting for any team, man, to come in. You got this high pick. He's a player at a position in need, obviously, or you wouldn't have taken him. 
And uh, before the guy even plays it down, man, he not only hurts himself, but Jonah Williams with a torn labrum. I mean, that's not a good injury to have at, at that position out for the whole year, you know, have a huge rehab. I think I think that's one of the reasons the Lions have struggled so much as a team, because not only are you losing players for extended periods, but then they have to rehab rather than be on the field doing football drills. Sometimes they're not even in the classroom with some of these injuries, how they just kind of get, you know, put off to the side of the team. I mean, it's about time we have a year where all of our studs are rocking and rolling, you know, no big injuries where none of our key players are having to have knee surgeries or all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's got to happen. There's been many years where I thought, okay, this is the year we stay healthy. And before you know it, we just got injuries all over the place. So, you know, too bad for the Bengals and some of these other teams, but we've been, we've been clear so far and uh, it's about time we stay that way. Yeah. I have to uh, get the bell. I have to agree with you on that. Cause it wasn't it, uh, what was it, wasn't Nick Fairley? Didn't he get hurt? Like on like kickoff coverage in practice or something like he was on kick return team and, Nick Fairley, and we're all like, we're like, what the heck's he doing on kick return coverage? Is he going to be using it during the year? Or like, is he just, and he hurt his foot. And, I'm, and I just remember we're all like, what are you doing, man? Are you actually going to use him there? And, but yeah, that was, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Nick Fairley. Still, you know, using I'm your, glad, your number one, I'm glad you number brought one that up. kick return team is just, I don't know, idiotic. I'm glad you brought that up because everybody doesn't know this that you know, offline of the show. These are the same stories I hear from you every year. I remember like, you know, like fairly wasn't one of your favorites. I thought he was a, an interior, just big dancing bear monster. And so because he didn't Lazy. work out now every year, you wasn't he hurt running on kickoffs? Oh, great. Wasn't that what happened? It's like, you have these little nuggets that you remember and you just recycle them over and over. I swear. Well, it's a very true nugget. I mean, it's, it's what happens. I mean, would you use your number one defensive tackle stud on the kick return team? Or you're going to be a blocker on kicker. I mean, the, that's, it's not what he does, but you know that's what Jim Schwartz wants to do. So, I mean, so okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like say a lot of these are freak, but I mean, I just felt like for years we had too many, and I think we've been better the last few. But uh, quarterback, skill guys, you know, mad, mad defenders, got to stay healthy in 2019 and moving forward. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a, like I said, I know it didn't affect the lines, but it has been snake bit in the past. Lines have so. You know, like you said, hopefully uh, we stay healthy this year and that can only help the team. So, This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Um, I want to get on to my main topic right here. And uh, I know we had discussed this, you know, covering a lot of games, points during the year. Well, it came out earlier that uh, Stafford had a broken back. Uh, and that's what he played through. And, and um, I don't know if uh, at what point, I can't remember exactly what point it announced that he had it, but I know me and you had talked about there was points this season he just did not want to look like he got hit. I mean, a big one was I brought up when he was at Minnesota and he just turned around and threw Here the ball at Carrion Johnson. So, <laughs> I mean, naturally, obviously, a broken back is going to affect his play. But um, I, I guess my question to you is, how, how gun-shy do you think he'll be going into this year 
with the knowledge of that happening last year, do you think he'll just go out with reckless abandoned, or do you think it's one of those things where he has really become, you know, happy feet, try to get rid of the ball, that type of quarterback, the guy that we're, we're talking about, he hope, we hope he, he doesn't stay, but goes back to that gunslinger mentality. Do you think this will really affect him this year? Oh, Griska, 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 man. Uh, every week on this show, I got to I gotta school you. I got to put you in your place. I got to turn these questions around on you. Griska, when they say Matt Stafford had a broken back, like you buy that hook, line, and sinker, man, with the uh, whatever they write in the newspapers, you're all about it. Like when I saw that, I was like, here we go. This is the old story that comes out months after a bad season about somebody having some lingering injury or that fighter in UFC that gets whooped. And then it's like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but my hand was broken early, you know, and that's why they didn't do good or whatever. Like when they say broken back for Matt Stafford, like that just sounds like ridiculous. Like how could anybody play through a broken back? I mean, again, me and the big Hughes and, and other people were wrestling fans, you know, Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Like, you know, you hear that and you're like, how could that happen? But I mean, a broken neck could be like a little bone or a little, uh, you know, thing out of whack in your neck could classify as a broken neck. A broken back could be a, you know, a, a, you know, something much more minor in my opinion. So I felt like when this story came out, everyone's just running with that tagline. Like, was he banged up? Yeah. Was it an injury that wasn't really talked about? Yeah. Was it really just absolutely, was his cervical spine broken in half and that he couldn't uh, play and the Lions just said, oh, shut up and get out there. No, that's not what happened. So I, again, Stafford's my guy. I wanted to have a bounce back. I'm just writing this off as some garbage excuse that's coming out. And like Stafford didn't want to say anything. He probably didn't want it out there. Now it's out there. Everybody's got the, the pity party or the, Oh man, see how tough he is. And I'm just like, you know, they, they wouldn't have played him if his back was destroyed, but he probably had an ailment back there. He got it taken care of. There's no gun shy this year. There's no, he's worrying about it. It's just something that happened got blown out of proportion in my opinion and now we're ready to rock and roll in 2019 so did i help you out there Griffco? are you gonna cry me a river and tell me how amazing this guy is and oh that's why he was not good um for that reason alone because i just can't go there man well any injury to your back you know hurts so <laughs> it does it, it can't great take play. I mean, so to say like, oh, was it, you know, it was nothing, you know, you just got a shot, roll out there, big deal. He could have, you know, just, you know, could have been a minor, you know, bone chip off his spine. I mean, that's still hurts, man. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, to say like it was really nothing, you think it was blown out of proportion. Yeah, maybe the headline was a little grabbing, you know, broken back. You're right. It wasn't like one of those, you know, moves that you see like in a uh, – Sylvester Stallone movie where he puts a guy down and breaks the guy's back and he's like laying on the ground. Oh, but you know, magically, I mean, you brought up wrestling. Some guy, you know, gets that, you know, gets the tombstone, but magically he's able to power out of it and win the, win the match. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got it. It wasn't that, but uh, you know, any back injury is going to affect you. I mean, you're right. And if it's not thinking, you know, and next big hit on his back, who, who knows how bad his back is. I mean, maybe it is something that they're trying to keep quiet, you know? So, just so he can go out there and, you know, kind of play with that reckless abandon. And, you know, it's not out there that, oh, they need to protect him, get all the pressure on him. You know, you know back injuries linger. And, you know, you, you want, what are you laughing about? 
Oh, go ahead. Have, have you ever going. injured your back? Have yeah. you ever injured your back? Just yeah. out of curiosity, Mr. Laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, I have. And how long did it take you to recover? I mean, what were you doing, like lifting a box or <laughs> gold bricking? I mean, I'm trying to figure out how you how you hurt your back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fun. But, I mean, again, I'm not comparing myself to Matt Stafford. I'm just talking about, like, you know, all this – this happens every year, man. Somebody has a – has a bunch of fumbles at a running back. Oh, man, six months later. Well, we didn't want to say anything, but he broke a couple fingers, so that must have been why he he lost the ball the whole time. Like, everybody in the NFL is playing with injuries. And, again, Matt Stafford, man, lead our team. Love you at quarterback. Everyone's going to think I'm sort of hating on him, but what I'm hating on is all this little – everybody's playing with injuries, man. I don't want to hear about your fingers. I don't want to hear about your – you know, what else did he have? Oh, his knee was hurt. And then the one year, oh, my back's sore. Like, I'm just sick of this garbage. Like, okay. It's, it's funny how it's funny how, how you say that here. It, it really is. I find this utterly amazing how you're like, <laughs> well, I don't want to hear this trash. It's garbage, man. Get out there. Throw the ball around. Sling it around. Broken back. Ziggy Ansah. Wait, hold on, dude. Uh, how are you? Oh, my God. Are, are you okay? Somebody breathed on you. We could we could use this guy who's 6'11 and 185 pounds, and he, he gets his own. Almost said we we could use this guy. He was never on the field, but oh my, is he gonna be okay? Let's resign Ziggy. We love you, Ziggy Stafford. What are you talking about, dude? Get the hell out there! You got five guys in front of you blocking. What's your problem, you sissy? Ziggy, are you okay on the bench? Do you, do you, need, do you, need, do you need a do you need something to sit on? You, you need a cup of cocoa? Oh, Ziggy, are you okay, Ziggy? We're gonna cry when you go to another team and stand on their sideline injured. Oh, are you okay, Stafford? Get your butt out of the locker room, you sissy. Take the shot. Help the team. We need you. Ziggy, Z- Z- Ziggy, are you okay? You need a nappy? You need, you got your blanket, Ziggy? Oh, your, your shoulder, your shoulder. Oh, but you can't get to sit because your shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You hurt your shoulder. Oh, oh I'm sorry. But Stafford, what are you talking about, dude? God, you're the quarterback for Pete's sake. Get your butt out there. I don't want to hear this garbage. You should be throwing up 10,000 yards and 50 touchdowns a year. God, Ziggy, are you okay? Ziggy, you okay, Ziggy? So it's it's funny how you like bash on Stafford kind of for you know it's overblown, but Ziggy Ansa, you de- you just defend that guy to the hilt, man. It's just like he's my man, he's my Ziggy. I love this guy, even though he never touched the field, even when he was hurt. But you bagging on a guy who was actually on the field while playing hurt. Okay, I see it. Slightly confusing there, but okay. Are you done? Yeah, I had to get that in there, man, because that's just uh that's strange how you're like, I don't want to hear this crap, but then Ziggy, you love you still you still love Ziggy. You're gonna love me more in a Seattle uniform with their lime green, you know, tints and their Oregon University of Oregon uniform stuff, so Okay, well, real quick before we move on, Grifka, uh, I wonder if the people out there laugh harder when you say the same thing eight times in a row or if they get bored after the first time. You, well, you, I know you got bored with it because I was pointing out your flaw, but okay, go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to spin it on you as I normally do, which is, okay, you, you have all that fun with that, right? So so here's what Grifka, this is what you do, and you don't even realize it. You beat up on Ziggy Ansa for a guy who's got a torn up shoulder. Oh, he can't play. He's that Ferrari. It's in your garage. Oh, man. He, he looks great in the practice uniform, but he, he's, he looks great in his uh, track suit every week, right? You just go on and on about him, killing the guy for injuries, serious injuries. He can't play because he's hurt, blah, 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 blah. But then I got to hear you come on here just – 
a report. You you read Dave Burkett or some other jamoke in the in the media brought out some report, and you just buy it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, see, man, Okri, this is why our quarterback didn't play well. He had this devastating injury. Look at how tough he is. He's out there. It's the same thing, only the other way. Like you just bought it the other way, where you beat up on somebody for being hurt, but then when this guy is reportedly had a broken freaking back, now you're just giving him a. Uh, absolute free pass. Oh, look at how tough. I love this guy. He's our quarterback. Oh, he's, he's just unbelievable when it's the same thing in reverse. So I, I don't want to hear this garbage from you. People you don't like. And then when people you like have an excuse or some reason why they didn't play well, you just, you know, the people just turn you inside out like nothing where you're just like, oh man, see, see, okay, that's that's why he wasn't good last year. Now he'll be all set again. Okay, but at least Stafford was on the field, even with an injured back. So, what does it matter? Like, imagine if Ziggy played and he gets no tackles, he'd be like, he didn't even do anything. Yet now Stafford, because he's out there, he gets a participation trophy. He gets a oh, good job. I'm glad you fought through it. I'm glad you put up no stats and helped us win no games down the stretch, and then played good in Green Bay. See, I don't go for that as much as I support the guy. I'm not going to blindly come on here and just say, oh yeah, because his back. That's why he was really terrible from weeks you know six through 14 you know uh you're just like oh i'm glad he played oh great you know glad you were out there too like uh you know give give him a blue ribbon and and then and then tell me eight months later it was because of my back my pinky my knee like come on man okay (laughs) we can we we can agree (laughs) reasonable minds can differ there you go all right i'm not I, I, I'm done, man. Like, uh, like you say, you you had a you had a good rant there, but you just don't realize it's basically the same thing in reverse. So let, let's move on. I, Matt Stafford, I love you. You're our quarterback. Uh, I just think this was blown out of proportion. Ziggy, I think you're still a tremendous talent and a player, um, but yeah, beat up too. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, just uh, one quick thing I want to end with here. Um, did did you happen to see uh, Marvin Jones clap back on uh, your boy Dave Burkett because of uh, the fake news that he wanted to be traded? Oh my goodness, I I didn't see this, which I sound surprised because any any like you know buddy that goes at Dave Burkett should be like I should get alerts on my phone when that happens. But I probably have like everything uh, Dave Burkett, aka Free Press, just blocked completely out of my phone. What the heck happened? I totally missed this. Well, there was a story out that, uh, you know, Marvin Jones, you know, was just wanting out of Detroit. He was looking to get traded. And Marvin Jones just clapped back at him, you know, pretty much said it wasn't true. It was garbage. It was all fake news. <laughs> and But it was just kind of funny. Kind of did it like in a rap style thing. But, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I have to, you know, I, have, I don't have that record contract yet, so I'm not going to rap again. So I'm, <laughs> I'm debating that. So I don't want to put any more uh, stuff out there. So, but, you know, it's you know, a good chance. To, if you go look it up, it, it was... It was. I mean, it, it's just kind of funny how somebody actually came back and said that, you know, and you know, just kind of defending themselves, you know, that he wants to be here in Detroit. So, just one of those things. You know, what's better than you rapping, Grifka, or, or equal to the fact that on this podcast you've probably used the word clapback like eight times. Like, if there's any word or phrase or action that is not Grifka, it's clapback. It's <laughs> one of your go-to's. Which I think is hilarious. It's, it's, you ever see that Chappelle show where he does like the uh, black guy and the white guy for like the wife swap? No. You ever see that episode where he does that and he does like the white guy? Oh my gosh! If you get a chance to see it, it's if you like Dave Chappelle or not. I think he's very funny. Um, 
get a chance get a chance to see it it's it's pretty it's 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 equally as hilarious as when you know eddie murphy did it on saturday night live where eddie murphy went undercover as a white guy if you, if you haven't seen that i highly recommend that as well it's it's funny because that's that's it's kind of like me using the term clapback and um it's 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 along those lines so get a chance to see it <laughs> all right well i uh i like i said didn't hear this didn't know about it but like i'm glad not only marvin marvin jones is kind of crazy like when you just see him you think he's maybe like this diva wide receiver but this guy's got some grit to him and he's like a quiet guy but he's not afraid to speak his mind i'm glad he sort of um got back at at Burkett or didn't take this stuff because it's been coming out forever like all these rumors, we had to talk about it. You know, is Marvin going to be around? Maybe they should trade Marvin, this and the other. Like, the more I keep thinking about it, man, we get this guy at about, you know, we'll bring it up in our dollars and cents series. I want to say he's around at seven, eight million bucks. Like you say, you got him for this year, and I can't remember if he's under for next year or not. And uh, you just play him out, man. He's a good receiver. He's got a, him and his wife had the business in Troy there. Like, this guy has been nothing but a great player since we signed him in regards to you know, not create any trouble being pretty good on the field when he's healthy. He's had some injuries, but not, not a ton. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally on board with keeping him around. And, you know, I think everybody's just sort of making up rumor and innuendo and they're just saying, Oh, you know, I hear Marvin doesn't like it or man, we should trade Marvin for what? Like, what are you going to get for him? Like it'd be one of those NFL trades. Like Marvin Jones goes to the, uh, the Patriots for a sixth round conditional pick. It's like, no, we're, we definitely are keeping the player, you know, at that point and with his salary and with what he can do when healthy on the field. So I'm hoping he has a big year. I'm glad he got back at uh, your boy, Dave Briquette. And I'm glad that, uh, he's not taking some of this, not just sitting around letting people talk noise. That isn't true. So. Yeah, I thought you'd like that, so I just wanted to uh, mention it to you. Um, well, that's all I got for this evening. Uh, I don't know, is there any other topic you want to touch base on? We're good, Grifka. Uh, we uh, talked about that. We promoted that uh, next Wednesday we'll be coming in here doing uh, some dollars and cents. We'll have an offensive side of the ball and a defensive side of the ball. I mean, Grifka know what that is but you'll have to tune in to check it out see what positions on offense and defense that we start with uh we'll have uh, i believe uh, we will have a new sponsor next week we were able to add somebody a pretty cool sponsor and uh if you haven't checked us out yet like go ahead and check out that uh, monday evening show we've been doing short show on fantasy football i know it's still a little ways out for some of you but before you know it, we'll be into mid-july august where a lot of you start to get those work fantasy football leagues together and um, you know, all types of things with your friends or whatever. So uh, me and Chuck are doing that show and we're giving you all types of fun, fancy football content, some good arguments, some good humor on that show as well. We try to have a lot of fun with it, but uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, Grifka with all that promo being said, and for always thanking the Kool-Aid drinkers, as I always do, there's only one other question that can be asked. Do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. All right. Well, perfect, man. Another good show. Uh, I cannot wait for the season. I know we got some fun uh, dollars and cents coming up, but I'm looking forward to football, man. It's it's closer than we think. So uh, look forward to that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll check you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. Back to back. Start the play. This game is over. It is over. What a
drink it in, man.